Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Old Man's Podcast. You got Coach Trev here, and I'm glad I have you here as well. Yes, this is a podcast made by an old man, guilty as charged, but it's a podcast that's made for everybody, at least if you like stories. A lot of these stories are about you guys or people that you know. They'll definitely be stories that you can relate to. Humorous stories that make you smile, anecdotal stories that hopefully make us think and possibly even adjust our perspective on society. Stories are great, aren't they? Stories about other people's lives and the things that other people see and live can make a difference in our lives as well. My stories come from the observations of an educator for 38 years. That's a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff. Love to tell you about it. So what am I talking about on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast? Clothing. When is a shirt too old to keep or wear? It's a good question. I'm going to hack around on that one. Then you tell me what you think about that. Uh, The old phrase for a football coach that I've used myself many times and is applicable to life itself. Will this get me a first down? That doesn't mean anything to you now. It will, after I explain what will that get me a first down means. The truth will set you free. That's our pep talk for today. Of course we're going to play trivia. Got to do that. Way too important to a lot of people to skip, so we won't be skipping trivia. And finally, the old man has a suggestion for you. It's a tech tip, and I think you might find this tip helpful in your life. I know a lot of people that I've passed this tip on to have. So a tech tip. Wow, going all over the place here. Well, that's what you got coming up on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast. What's on the old man's mind this week? Well, I recently used a phrase that I haven't used for a while. I learned it from an old football coach when I was still learning the game decades ago. Jerry had been a football player, college football player, and a coach for a long, long time. Had seen a lot of stuff in his life, just stuff, more or less football stuff, and had a homespun way of expressing himself. This was a phrase that he used quite a bit whenever someone, me or anyone else on a staff, came up with an idea or a suggestion about doing anything different. He would ask this question, will this get me a first down? Now, if you don't know much about football, it's okay. You still understand the concept of what a first down is. A first down is what you're trying to get within four plays so that you can keep the ball and continue to advancing down the field towards the end zone. Now you get great if you can score on one play, but normally you have to string together dozens of plays, oftentimes in a row, getting first down along the way. Of course, the defense is trying to hold you from getting those 10 yards. That's the conflict. So you're always fighting for this 10 yards of turf. 
defense holding you back, offense trying to move the ball down the field. That's just that simple. That's the game of football. Move the ball 10 yards. So the game of life, as I use this analogy, is to move the ball, me, my experiences, my life, down the field incrementally 10 yards at a time keep moving forward you know you've been in ruts before gotten yourself into um, a pickle or a situation where you feel like you're taking two steps forward and then one step back and you're not really getting anywhere in football we have to get into a rhythm and develop a game plan follow it adjust along the way but continue to move the ball down the field. And if one play isn't as successful as we would hope that it is, we got to make that up on the next play. And to me, that's life, right? One step at a time. And when something doesn't go well or as expected or as hoped, you adjust and continue advancing the ball down the field. Will that get me a first down? And I find myself asking that question a lot in life. And I ask that question of other people. I may not ask it as, will that get me a first down? And have to phrase it differently for some people that don't actually understand football, but they get it. What is it that you want me to do? What is it that you're asking me that you should do? Will it get you a first down? Will it advance your life down the field? Is it probably, at least the very least, potentially positive for you? Will it move the ball forward? If you're getting crazy and coming up with ideas and you have a habit of doing this, coming up with things that aren't necessarily successful, you're not getting first downs. You're just staying in place, playing defense, right? When you don't get a first down, the other team gets the ball. Now you're playing defense. And life isn't meant to be lived defensively. There are times, granted, when you have to live defensively, but life is meant to be enjoyed. Living offensively, you in charge, you making the decisions, you advancing the ball down the field. So from time to time, I would encourage you when things come up or if people ask for your advice about situations coming up in their life, stop and think or ask them, Will this get you a first down? If you're not known as a football aficionado, you'll impress them big time. They'll think, oh my gosh, this person, man or woman, guy or gal, has an eclectic look at life. I didn't know you were into sports. Well, it's a good metaphor. It's a good analogy. Is this decision going to help me get a first down? Now, of course, you don't know until you carry out the decision that's been made and now you're doing whatever it is you decided to do. That's when you're going to find out if it gets you a first down or not. But you have to admit, some ideas are so crazy or come about at such a wrong time that the likelihood of this action getting me a first down, not real good. So, whenever you feel like you're taking two steps forward and a step back and you don't have the momentum in life that you wished you had, look at the decisions you're making, ask yourself, ask those around you who are helping direct things, work or whatever, is this going to get me a first down? If that drill, that play, that personnel combination, that player in that position wasn't 
going to get me a first down or I didn't have the certainty that that scenario would get me a first down, then I got to come up with something else. A new drill, a new strategy, a new personnel alignment. Same thing with life. If this business plan, this idea, this notion of what I want to do isn't highly likely to get me a first down, then I probably oughtn't to be doing it. Come up with another plan. So, how about this podcast? Will it get me a first down? So far, so good. Got plenty of listeners. Glad you're here. Do me a favor on that, would you? Help me get this first down. Go back to the app that you're getting this podcast on because all podcast delivery apps can allow you to do the same thing and that is called subscribe. If you can subscribe to this podcast, it's very helpful. While you're doing that, how about doing a rating or review? That's also helpful to help me get the podcast out into the public. Pass it on. That's probably the best thing. Tell your friends about it. I put the link out there on Facebook. There's the Old Man's Podcast page on Facebook. If you haven't seen it yet, find it, like it, and kind of keep track of things. And just send that link to friends, family, anybody that you can to pass on the podcast content. I do have a website now. It's on PodPage. So I think what you'd have to do there is Google PodPage. And then once you're inside the site of PodPage, look for the old man's podcast. If you're wanting to dig to find that, I have a link on the old man's podcast page, Facebook page. You can find that link there. Good way to interact, ask questions, make comments. I don't get enough comments from you guys. I need to get some comments. Tell me what you're thinking. That would be really, really good. Well, there you go. That's my pitch and my notion that this is going to get me a first down. It's been a while since I brought such an exciting tip your way, but this week the old man has a tip. It's a tech tip. That's what I mean. I haven't done a tech tip in a long, long time. I don't know very many tech tips, but when I do come across one that's helpful for people, I'd like to pass it on. And that happened recently. I've been using this app called TV Time. All you gotta do is get on the Apple Store or Google Store, Google Play Store, I think it's called, if you have an Android, search for TV Time. It's an app. And what it allows you to do is find your favorite shows. Now, I have about a dozen or so TV shows that I have to watch. I'm actually using my phone for this right now, or I would uh, tell you what all of them are, but I can think of a few of them. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Stranger Things, Young Sheldon, all the Walking Deads, Fear the Walking Dead. The, the one of them's done now, but the original Walking Dead, I'm still watching that one. Fear's going right now. I don't want to miss any of those things. Grace and Frankie's one that I like to watch. Some of them are on network TV, like The Blacklist, and other of them are on streaming. But they're all over the place, and that's probably part of the problem. I have a hard time remembering where I left off. Of course, on the streaming apps, you can pick up where you left off but it seems like if I watch an episode on my fire tv and then maybe I watch one on my phone they don't always coordinate so I was losing track of where I was on many of my tv shows even the streaming ones but for sure the broadcast ones 
So I was looking for a way to keep track of the shows that I were watching, like a checklist that I could mark them off. And I found this TV Time app. So you get on there and you search all your shows and you mark them as like favorites. So I've got, like I said, 12, maybe 15 shows. And it puts all the episodes, puts the most recent episode up there. And I check it off, you know, put a mark in the circle. And it goes to the next one, if there is a next one. And if I'm up to date, it'll tell me that it's finished. Now there's a second category, that's that's the current category. There's a second category called upcoming. So if I'm wondering, well, when's Outlander coming back? So I can go to upcoming and thumb through there some this one's like six months for outlander it's not coming back for a while or it may not even be on it at all because they don't know when it's coming back but it helps me keep track and make sure that i'm not missing boy i hate that i got a fomo with tv right i hate missing an episode and what's even worse than that is i missed season four episode 13 and I find myself watching season four, episode 14, because I missed 13. I didn't realize I missed it. And now I'm wondering, who's this guy? What's she doing? I'll have all these questions about the plot. I can't do that. I, it's like picking up a book and just start reading in any page. I have to go from page one all the way through the book to the very end. That's how obsessed I am with television shows. If I like them... I want to know everything there is to bottom. So I'm sitting there on my phone going through the backstory. And this TV Time app is great. You can read up on episodes and tell you what's going on if you forgot. Like if you're starting a new season, episode one, and the last season was six months ago. And you want to refresh your memory about how it ended up in this previous season. TV Time app will tell you. We went out with uh, Zeke and his beautiful wife Sharon for some uh, wings at B-dubs at the last what turned out to be the last hockey blues game that was kind of sad but I turned them guys on to the TV time map and Zeke says it's great the game changer if I can quote him so there you go great app great tech tip for you TV time help you keep track of your stuff so you don't miss out on anything that you don't want to miss out on Okay, people, gather around. Coach has got a pep talk for you. The quote I want to use for this week's pep talk will sound familiar to you, but this has a little bit of a twist to it. So don't get cocky and think you've already heard this quote. You have, but not exactly like this. The quote is, it's two sentences, so stay with me. The truth will set you free, period. Second part of this that you probably haven't heard but not until it is finished with you. I love this. David Foster Wallace, writer. And this was in a novel that he wrote back in the 1990s. It's called The Infinite Jest, was the novel that he wrote. But this is a well-known line from that book. You've all heard it. The truth will set you free. We all recognize that. But... His addition to this, but not until it is finished with you, is very poignant to me. Many of us are afraid to tell the truth because of the consequences that will follow. The truth will set us free. 
but not until it's finished with you. Finding out the truth about ourselves, about other people, about our relationships with people, personal or professional, can at first be devastating. The truth can hurt. And we know that instinctively, I believe, that if I tell the truth in this situation or if I acknowledge the truth about myself, what I think and what I believe, it's not going to be pleasant. It does, however, and this is the reason why telling the truth or being truthful and honest with yourself and other people is so important, it does provide a certain kind of freedom, a hopeful freedom, if you will. When we face the truth about ourselves or about others and we accept it, we are able to see more clearly our judgment. Let's just say this is about ourselves. Our judgment about ourselves is less cloudy and more clear. Therefore, we can move forward advancing the ball down the field, huh? Like I was just talking about a little bit ago. We can move forward with our lives stronger than before. So, I love this quote. The truth will set you free, but not until it's finished with you. The truth does set you free. It does give us a feeling of freedom. Now we can move. But God, it hurts sometimes. It's painful to tell people the truth. I know the last five or six months of my job working before I retired, I was biting my tongue to not tell people the truth because they were wrong about so many things. And they were messing up a lot of things, but it wouldn't have done any good. It would have just been mean in some cases to tell a parent the truth about their kid, to tell a parent the truth about what they were expecting of their kid. It just wasn't going to help. So bite my tongue. Don't tell the truth. Sometimes that's the way to go, right? In in that example, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. But if I would have opened up my mouth and said, yeah, you're screwing this kid up. Leave him alone. Let him do what they want to do. Or, yeah, your kid's not going to play in the NBA. He's lucky he can play in the JV team. Parents don't want to hear it. It's the truth. We're all parents. We all think our kids are great. But they're probably not what we think they are. For us educators... That's the truth. Now, don't go out there setting everybody straight. This quote really deals more with ourselves. We have to see the truth and be honest with ourselves about ourselves and maybe the relationships that we're in. In that case, yes, the truth will set you free. Yes, I am obsessive compulsive. Yes, I have a problem with trust. Whatever that truth might be. Is that me? Was I just venting personally? Yeah. Well, if you don't know me, keep listening to the podcast and you can decide for yourself. Point is, the truth does set us free. Just don't be scared to say it. Yay! I know I'm ready. I'm sure Einstein's ready. I'm sure Aunt Bear's ready. I'm sure you're all ready to play a little trivia in the Engage My Brain segment. Everybody loves this one. It's a big favorite. I get a lot of feedback on that. So I got five questions for you. And remember, 
engage your brain every day. Once a week, five trivia questions, not cutting it. You gotta do something every day. These five questions are all gonna be about animals. Animals is the topic of the day. I like the first one. And if you get this one right, I'm gonna be really impressed. A group of ravens is known as, it's like a bunch of geese is a gaggle. What's a bunch of ravens? A group of ravens is known as an unkindness. An unkindness. I've never seen a bunch of ravens. I think I've seen one or two, but never a bunch of them together. If I did, it's a little scary, right? Ravens are kind of scary. Uh, but the name unkindness, that seems a bit harsh. But that's what it is. It's an unkindness. This one's a nice common one. I think you'll probably get this right. How many legs does a spider have? Four on each side. They got eight. The spider has eight legs. Holy smokes, I never knew this. I think I did know it, but I'd forgotten it. Do you know this one? How long do elephant pregnancies last? A female elephant is pregnant for, get this, 22 months, nearly two years. That must be hellish. Can you imagine that? 22 months of being pregnant. Only if you're an elephant. Okay, now I read, read these out ahead of time. I knew the answer, one of the answers to this question. I didn't know there were two answers, but there are. Give yourself a pat on the back if you get one of them right. But give yourself, take yourself out for ice cream if you get both of them. Because this is pretty tough. There are two mammals that lay eggs. What mammals lay eggs? You ready? I did not know this one. The spiny anteater. I don't know if that's every anteater is spiny. But the spiny anteater is a mammal that lays eggs. The other one, everybody kind of knows this, the duck-billed platypus. So there, if you got both of those right, again, take yourself out for ice cream. You earned it. All right, last question. If, if you get this one right, amazing. What type of animal is a Flemish giant? A Flemish giant is a rabbit. Oh, that's right, rabbit. Can you imagine the word giant being applied to that animal? The rabbit? Specifically, a Flemish giant. I guess it's a big rabbit. Maybe that's what the Easter Bunny is. A Flemish giant. I don't know. Just keep bringing me the chocolate. Hope you did good. Hope you remember, too, to always, each and every day, engage your brain. Well, what do you hear about the funny thing that happened to me this past week? I was putting on a t-shirt and I realized as I was putting it on, getting it from the bottom of my dresser drawer, that it was a shirt I had purchased in South Padre Island more than 40 years ago. Yes, it was like 1983 or 4 probably when I got that shirt. Maybe 85, so it was 40 years ago roughly. I didn't know for sure because the shirt didn't have a date on it. But I do remember that for most of the last 20 years, the shirt didn't fit. But it has fit these last few years, so I was wearing it proudly. And you would never have known it was from 40 years ago. That made me think, how many shirts do I have in my dresser? I have a lot of t-shirts, because I'm a t-shirt guy, that have been around for decades. And the answer is a lot. 
but most of them are like this one, don't have a date, so you wouldn't know. But as I dug through my drawer to look at my shirts a little more closely, I saw a lot of them had dates. I've got shirts from the 2000s, I've got a couple of shirts from the 1990s that might have a football team on them, baseball team, all of them have the dates on them. I do love the feel of an old shirt, right? It feels so much softer than a new one most of the time. But I have a hard time throwing shirts away, period. And some of these are dated that have a significant event, something that might mean something to me, and I just don't have the heart to throw it away. The oldest dated shirt I have is from a 1986 Bruce Springsteen concert. I'm not getting rid of that one ever. I don't wear it very often. You probably have never seen me in it. But I do have some old shirts, dated old shirts that I do wear. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe you can help me out on this, when is it too old to wear a shirt? If it fits, isn't that appropriate? Now of course if it said something on it that was appropriate in the 80s, it isn't appropriate now, I don't know what that would be, but if that was something then maybe I shouldn't be wearing it. But just because it's got Don Johnson's face on it and Miami Vice, why can't I wear that shirt now? It's nostalgic. I bring this up because I don't see a whole lot of other people wearing super old shirts. Am I the only person that wears shirts that are decades old? Do you wear shirts that are decades old? Has a shirt got a expiration date on it? Do we not wear t-shirts from decades gone by? So those are some of the questions running through my crazy mind. I don't have a good answer for it. I do know this. I am going to continue to wear my shirts no matter how old that they are. And if the date gives away my age, well, everything about me probably gives away my age. So what do I care if the shirt says I was alive in 1989? Yeah, I was. Those were great times. You should have been there. Enjoyed them. So question is, when is a shirt with dates too old to keep, too old to wear? I say never. What do you say? have it all the dedicated old man's podcast listeners know what that sound means it's time for me to go appreciate you being here i'm grateful for you taking the time to listen to my ramblings hope you enjoyed it maybe got a little bit of something out of it if you did and you want to make some comments that would be great find the old man's page on facebook like it comment I appreciate them. I'll take all the comments I can get. You can do that on my pod page website too. Just go to pod page, Google it, find the old man's podcast, knock it out, ask all kinds of questions. Love them, love them. Follow me on Instagram, the old man's adventures. Follow me on Twitter, the old man tweet one. Stupid Twitter, but it's all I can get. Hey, it was great having you here this week. I look forward to having you back next week and spending another half hour or so with you. Be safe out there, and remember, live boldly. Get off my grass! Damn kids.